This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their taproom in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. This week, we're talking with Athletic Brewing Company and Bottle Share. I am Tim Dennis, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host, Brian Hewitt. Hey, Tim. Joining us today, we have Bill Schufelt and John Walker, the co-founders of Athletic Brewing Company. We also have Christopher Glenn, the founder of Bottle Share, with us in studio. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, so but... much to talk about. It's an honor to be here. Non-alcoholic beers. You know, the Bill, John, this is two weeks in a row for us discussing non-alcoholic beers, which we get a good response. People yes. like to to hear about this. And interestingly enough, we also get people that are like, why are beer guys talking about non-alcoholic beers? Our show last week, Syria Brewing, with yeah. the infusions and that, uh, I shared that on an internet site, and they replied. someone replied to my post with, way to ruin both beer and weed. <laughs> so, you know, they, they obviously were not a fan there, but uh, we are. The, so. the interesting thing about Syria is they started being all about the, the THC beverages, and they quickly pivoted to uh, non-alcoholic because I think they found that sells better for them. It's growing. Oh, it's yeah. It's growing. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Bill, John, we will dive into this a lot, but it's been exciting to watch athletic grow as well as the NA sector in general. Bill, since you and I originally connected up, I mean, this has been leaps and bounds here growing, so... Yeah, thank you for having us back on. I sure don't even thing. know how you discovered us so early. That had to be a few years News ago article. at this point. So. Yeah. Yeah, you guys were definitely early adopters. Yeah. I think yeah. you were one of the first, the first non-alcoholic brewery or all non-alcoholic brewery in the country, according to the news article. I I'm think thinking so. way back now. We're two or three years. Yep. And yep. I can barely what I remember what I had for lunch. So this is quite the feat. Right? <laughs> I have no idea how I got here. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, I think I started checking them out because I saw some articles about you. And someone asked us about them on Twitter. And I think a Twitter conversation turned into an offer for us to try some of them. And that was it. That's all it took, man. We were hooked. So Run wild. That's what did it. It's like, this there. is great. We, yeah. we ought to have them on the show. Yeah. yeah. Cool stuff, yeah. man. Awesome. Christopher Glenn. That's what's up. How what are you? What's going on, brother? How are you today? It's the best day of my life. Thanks for asking. Absolutely. Asking. It's good times, isn't yeah. it, man? So Christopher, as Brian mentioned earlier, is the founder of Bottle Share. Bottle Share, if you've listened to the show for a while, you've definitely heard us talk about them. Charitable organization, nonprofit organization. Yep. You've had quite a bit of growth, too. You're another fast growth story Massive here. growth. Massive. It's, yeah. it's, been in, it's inspired me. Because Bottle Share started off just to focus on Georgia. Right? Correct, yeah. It took wings, and you are a nationwide yep. organization supporting people, not just craft beer, but craft beverage industries in general, the correct? craft beverage industry. So essentially, we're the craft beverage industry's very first fundraising and fund distribution 501c3 nonprofit organization. Awesome. And what we do is we raise funds so that we can distribute them via emergency financial assistance to business owners and workers and their families whenever they fall on hard times. So, uh, for example, I, I was inspired because of what happened to me, right? Uh, right, absolutely. Working at a brewery, closed it up one night, and on my way home I was struck by a drunk driver. 
It resulted in permanent neurological damage. But I tell you what, if it wasn't for my friends, my family, and the craft beer community coming together, rallying, fundraising, and helping me, I'd either be homeless or dead. Those are the only two options. Uh, And so through the love and the support that I received in my time of need, I knew that I needed to pay that forward uh, for pretty much the rest of my life. So this is what I do now. I don't work any other jobs. This is my life. This is my purpose. This is my passion. And I'm not going to stop until I always say the the only force strong enough from preventing me from moving forward is my final breath. You know, I'll help as many people as I possibly can before I finally die. And then hopefully somebody else will take the reins and keep kicking. Keep it going. Absolutely. And. Chris, you know, we talked to you right as Bottle Share got founded. We knew you from, you know, working at Dry County and mm-hmm. visiting there. And uh, your advancement and improvement since then is tremendous. I mean, I know Dude, the first you. time we spoke to you, a, a lot of speech issues. Yes. A lot of that movement yeah. as well. And uh, I know now, Chris, if you didn't know your story, you wouldn't know that there were those issues there. Yep. They come back for about two weeks at a time, every two months or so. They shut me down. I can't remember my name. I don't recognize my family. It's very strange. But it comes with the territory, and I've learned to accept it. When I feel it coming, I call everybody. I say, let's clear out the schedule, or you guys go ahead and take over for the next two weeks because I'm going to be out. And then the recovery takes about a week after that, and then I'm back at it. And I'm good for six to eight weeks before the next episode rolls back through and, and kicks my butt, puts me back in bed. But every minute that I have in those six to eight weeks, I'm busting my butt, and I'm making sure that I can get as much done as possible. Good deal. And we'll nice. talk about this more as we get closer to the event. But just to pitch this early for those that want to join us, Nestoberfest. Nestoberfest, baby. With our friends at the Nest, That's Bottle right. Share. It is a beer festival to raise funds for Bottle Share. For Bottle Share. Well, and it's, there's going to be a lot of great breweries and cool stuff there. Big time. And what I like to say is it's we're raising funds for the craft beverage industry. Bottle Share just happens to be the conduit you know, to pass that money along to the people that really need it. You know, just for example, yesterday I I was able to strike out a $3,000 grant check uh, to somebody that had fallen on some seriously hard times. And that's a substantial amount of money. It's substantial, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's going to help them, you know, for the next month or two. Rent, utilities, groceries, man. Boom, taking care of, brother. Yeah, absolutely. good stuff. That's the thing is when you're not working, if you're injured or you're sick or experiencing a disaster, how the are you going to pay your rent? How are you going to make sure that your car doesn't get repossessed? How are you going to feed your children? Yeah. How are you going to keep a roof over your head? We want to take that financial stress off of people so that they can focus on what's most important, and that's healing. Absolutely. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Tim, speaking of the nest, I think we need to get into beers of the week. Now it's time for our beers of the week. Brought to you by the nest. Craft beer and barbecue in downtown Kennesaw, Georgia. TheNestKennesaw.com. Well, Brian, as always, great list of non-alcoholic brews to drink this week. We're going to have a good time. Thanks to our friends at The Nest, as we mentioned, Nestoberfest. Pay attention for more info coming soon on our socials and on the show. It's going to be October 2nd. October 2nd. There you go. Mark your calendars. Well, we have got a good list. We've got some from Athletic Brewing. We have their Run Wild IPA, which we're sipping right now. The beer, I think, that connected us with Athletic Brewing. So good stuff. We also have their... All out, which is a dark. This is a stout, right? Right, Bill. Where this is, it, dark it is ale. called yeah. an extra dark. Yeah, there's some language around there that we have to be careful of. That's right? what I figured. Uh, I figured yeah. it was one of those deals. Yeah. Can you just put it in quotes? Yeah. Just a stout, <laughs> stout. Yeah. So, but anyhow, we're going to be sipping on that as well. We got a wonderful little care package from Syria, Brian, that we talked yeah, to last yeah. week, and we have their Grain Wave Belgian White, which I'm 
curious to taste and see how similar yes. it tastes to a little Blue Moon there. We also have their Indie Wave IPA, classic West Coast IPA style. Both non-alcoholic. Brian, I'm sorry, but no THC or CBD. Oh, man, come on. ones that we got here. No fun so at all. That is it. That is it. Well, Brian, I think we got time for a quick news story. Won't you tell us what's happening in the news? What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for headlines. Okay, according to Porch Drinking, Denver Beer Company has sold a Beer for Life NFT. In case you don't know what an NFT is, it stands for Non-Fungible Token. It's some sort of magical, special, one-of-a-kind artwork that lives on the Ethereum blockchain. And I'll freely admit, I don't really understand them at all, and I I suspect nobody else does either. But I do understand what the idea of Beer for Life is for free, which is what this NFT grants the owner. So it was sold for $9,200 worth of Ethereum cryptocurrency, and it grants the owner four beers a day every Every day for as long as they own the NFT, or they can just sell it if they don't want it anymore because it's exchangeable, transferable, and you can bid on it. But if it's non fungible, like non fungible. Just remember that but, it is non fungible. Okay, all right. So no fungi at all will be involved none, in it. So none at all. I wouldn't be surprised to see this change hands a few times. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. Maybe you got someone with dedication that just wants to get out it, there. It is one of their better, uh, better customers. We so they need may to hang figure out. out. Maybe we can sell our old episodes as NFTs. Oh, that's that's not know. a bad I idea. I mean, if they're selling tweets. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Maybe not the episode, but the post on the website for the episode. Can I sell Brian as an NFT? (laughs) I don't live on the blockchain, Tim. Sorry. Uh, Bill, are there any NA NFTs? Me and John could go so far down this rabbit hole, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, I love the idea of Denver Beer Company. It's incredible. I just like to see that news. It's crazy stuff, man. Fun to watch. So, well, Brian, that's all we got time for right nah. now. You are listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take a break, but we'll be back very soon to talk non-alcoholic beer with Athletic Brewing. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. Looking for a perfect afternoon beer, a feel-good weeknight beer with your dinner, or a great beer for whenever you don't want alcohol? Look no further than Athletic Brewing. They've won awards on multiple continents and are revolutionizing anything you've ever thought about non-alcoholic beer. Check out their website at athleticbrewing.com for a store closest to you or order online with free shipping nationwide. Athleticbrewing.com. Use code BEERGUYS25 to get 25% off your first round on us. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram roger roger what's our vector victor now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show remember all episodes are available on demand so if you missed the broadcast get the podcast beer guys radio is available on all popular and unpopular podcasting apps now let's get back to athletic brewing company Guys, non-alcoholic beer, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about when we connected, you know, a couple years ago, kind of the early days of Athletic, and really, really the start of the 
surge in popularity for NA beers in general. And, you know, I think you guys have been a huge, huge driver in that. But in the NA beer industry, over the last couple of years, Bill, have there been any big advancements in what's happening in non-alcoholic beer? It's concurrent product and marketing advancements. And there are people like John who are super talented alcoholic craft brewers starting to turn and focus on this space. And that's elevating it. And people like Heineken executing really good versions of Heineken Zero Zero. And that brings a lot of people into the category and marketing the category for the first time and making people feel good about it in a positive, aspirational way, not marketing towards penalty box occasions like designated drivers and medical conditions. It definitely has been a product that's relegated to the very farthest end of the beer shelf or it's the, the forgotten option on any tap list like, oh, yeah, oh, you want one of those? Yeah, we have one. We do have an NA beer. You know, Bill, you bring up a good point because I'll admit I've been kind of uh, guilty of marketing it as the penalty box option, as you said there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like people, why drink NA beer? I'm like, well, you know, sometimes you want to avoid the alcohol or you could be the designated driver, you know, pregnant women. So the story here, the message here is it doesn't have to be that occasion. Just drink it, right? Yeah, beer is incredible, and beer occasions are amazing. They're with friends, they're with family, they're pairing with awesome meals. But unfortunately, beer in the modern life or alcohol in the modern life is so pegged to like two days a week and very certain hours of the day for the most part. We want to make great beer that you can have seven days a week, any hour of the day, basically. I was telling John before, I had four different beers of ours yesterday at different occasions of the day. I had an IPA with my lunch. I had a coffee porter with my afternoon work. I went for a swim in the ocean in the afternoon and had a goes. And like each of those different beers fit a different occasion in my day. But like had those not been non-alcoholic beers, I wouldn't have been able to have any of those in the middle of a Tuesday. Right. And I'll admit, you know, during my day job, I'm in recruiting. I, I may have been on, you know, Zoom meetings, enjoying an NA beer occasionally. You know, sometimes you just want that taste. You want to enjoy a beer. And I can't be getting tipsy. And presenting my uh, PowerPoint, Brian. Or you can. You I can. Mean, because PowerPoints right. are really boring. Not with but that if, attitude. I was going to say, if you're absolutely hammered, it might be the best PowerPoint Could presentation be. ever. <laughs> Could be. Right. Y'all pay I, attention. My answer is like, why do you drink it? It's because it's beer. I drink it beer. It tastes good, it's man. It's beer. It tastes I, good. So I drink it, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I'm well beyond the need for the alcohol in the beer. You know, I drink it because I enjoy I like the social aspect of it. I enjoy the taste sure. of beer. So as long as there's an NA beer that tastes good to me, I'll drink it. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. That's that's a simple fact. So, well, John, you know, I know Bill mentioned, you know, coming over from the alcoholic world there. What made you decide to take the jump into non-alcoholic beer? I just kind of clearly understood the place and time for it. You know, I was a young father and trying to be active and professional and wanted to do better and be present for my family. And I thought it made sense, and I love the challenge of making one that tasted really good because at the end of the day, I think the thing that we have in common is we all love these ingredients, but they weren't being expressed in the way that they should have. Right. So it was, you know, a unique challenge, too, to kind of overcome that and express our our ingredients the way they should be. When the choices were things like Old Duels or Sharps or or those, I think Caliber with a K was one. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing that, yeah. 
Get a yeah. keg of O'Doul's. Keg of O'Doul's. Keg, O'Doul's. <laughs> keg stands. Keg stands yeah. with Get O'Doul's, baby. Right. That's the quietest wild. party ever. <laughs> yeah, yes. How are you feeling? Fine. A great. Fine. Actually, I feel great. great. A little bloated, but great. <laughs> you get pulled over. Have you been drinking? Yes, but. Yes. But let me explain here. Let me explain. Bill, the growth of athletic brewing is just absolutely tremendous. So if I see here up 500% since your launch and a 47% market share nationwide in 2020, it's incredible. Really, it's all community driven. I mean, we're not that focused on growth numbers or revenue numbers or barrelage or anything. We're just trying to get beer in the hands of the community. And Really, it's our team making great beer and our sales team being out at events all over the country, introducing beer to people and like kind of getting people over those educational challenges. And like what we've found coming back in return to that is just incredible community. And we have an awesome ambassador team. We're at events all over the country every weekend and just having a ton of fun with it. And like we're really just trying to keep up with our retailers and the people asking for our beer and different beers and yeah, we've had something like 43 different limited releases on our website this year. So 43, just, wow. that's impressive. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, have you ever thought about, since you're an, a non-alcoholic brewery, I imagine this would probably still vary state to state, but have you thought about opening non-alcoholic bars to get them out there? Well, hey, come in here. We've got spirits available now, non-alcoholic that's true. spirits. You do. Yeah. There's a variety of non-alcoholic beers. It could be the bar with the least fights in every city. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So our tap room in Connecticut has been super easy to maintain and like, it's great that people can come from all over the place, grab a pint. We do curbside pickup also. All our pilot small batch beers hit there. And then, yeah, breaking news, we do have a awesome pop-up concept coming cool. in Austin in a oh. couple months. I love so breaking that'll news. That would be really fun. There we go. Pop-up. I think there are some cities where maybe there are non-alcoholic bars. But I could see that becoming more popular, at least Bill or John, either one. Are you guys getting taps like in traditional bars? Or do you do taps? I see your cans around a lot, but do you come out on draft as well? We're not on draft yet. You know, it's something that we're working towards. Uh, we just have to be really, you know, methodical about the how it's delivered because it's, you know, kind of sensitive on alcoholic beer going on to a, a potentially dirty tap. So Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. But, but oh, yeah. That, be, that being said, you know, we've been getting a lot of love on bar menus and restaurant menus and you know it's doing really well when it showcased people have been embracing it yeah bill i think i shared a text message i got with you not long ago so one of our listeners that he's been listening for a long time and he you know he'd heard the show and heard us talk about non-alcoholic beers and about athletic but he was one of those holdouts bill he was one of those guys that you know, the non-alcoholic beer, no, that's not beer. It's like me and decaf. I'm like, no, yeah. no chance. But he said he was at a store, <laughs> and he saw it, and he thought about us talking about it on the show and how much we liked it, decided to try it. And he's like, he's like, yeah, for sure I'd put that in my rotation, you know, no problem at all. So for the people who are hesitant, I'm telling you, they're tasty, you yeah. know. Quality stuff, and you can mix them in. You're not gonna, you're not gonna really notice anything. It's just right. it, stretch, stretch it out. You don't get a little uh, ahead of yourself in terms of beverages. You mix a few in here. Sure, and there. that's what I like doing. And you if know, you're looking to get around. a buzz, just drink a hundred of them, which it's yeah. good for Bill <laughs> selling that much beer. So right, yeah. I know they ship the the cases of them, so you can get that done. Yeah, so hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a quick question. What's behind the explosion of the NA movement? Yeah. Well, I'm the last point, too. In fairness, we all kind of start out as NA haters. Like, sure. not like Fog Beer yeah. has a very yeah. well <laughs> right. reputation. And 
it's people like you guys talking well about it, changing that one person at a time. And then they are surprised and tell 10 friends and kind of how it works. Yeah. And the NA movement, I think it's really, it's big tailwinds of the modern lifestyle. So people definitely like to have their fun and like, we're not prohibitionists and like the world's a stressful place and craft beer is amazing. So we're not trying to take any occasions or cannibalize anything, but we do think we can take beer from like a two day a week to a seven day a week offering. If you've got something that you want to feel good in the morning for, or you got to drive a car later, or you're with your kids or your family, or you just want a refreshing beer after you mow the lawn or something, like non-alcoholic beer fits in almost every occasion. And so I think that's it really. And a mix of just like product and marketing too, where this category had been just in the corner of a grocery store, not evolving for a quarter century. And like just begging someone to pay attention to it. So it's been really fun to try to change the stigma around it. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. You're listening to the Beer Guys radio show. We need to take another break, but we'll be back very soon with more from Athletic Brewing Company. Headed to the Battery in Atlanta? Be sure to check out the Terrapin Atlanta Brewery and Taproom. Whether the Braves are playing at home or on the road, the Terrapin Brewery and Taproom is always pouring all of our locally brewed Georgia beers like Hops Executioner and High and Hazy, while also introducing small batch R&D beers created on our five-barrel pilot system right inside the Braves Stadium. And if you're looking for great food, we've got you covered with Fox Brothers Texas-style barbecue. Stop by and see us today at the Terrapin Brewery and Taproom at the Battery Atlanta. Have you visited Ironmonger Brewing recently? Take a trip and see the newly renovated and spacious tap room or enjoy the outdoors in their new beer garden with plenty of seating and shade to ease that summer sun. Ironmonger's tap room has a variety of craft beer and hard seltzer on tap with wine and spirits coming soon. Ready for a bit of adventure? Try out axe throwing with Ironmonger's 16 target range. It's a perfect spot for some quick fun or to host your next party or corporate event. So grab your friends and have some fun today at Ironmonger Brewing. guys on facebook twitter and instagram now back to the beer guys radio show shake it back welcome back to the beer guys radio show i want to give a quick shout out to one of our great radio affiliates ktel 1490 am and 94.1 fm and 99.7 fm in walla walla washington catch beer guys radio and ktel every saturday at 10 p.m now let's get back to athletic brewing company athletic brewing company non-alcoholic beers tasty stuff boy that run wild man i'm enjoying the end it's quality I'll admit, this is one that got stuck back in the fridge, and it's got, I think it's got about six months on it. But, man, this is still tasty. It's holding up and pretty well. And we've yeah. kept it refrigerated. It's been yeah. in our beer fridge the whole time. But, uh, you know, got some staying the power The coldest there. of drawers. It so, is. In, yeah. it, it's, it's in the crisper drawer, so That's it is right. crispy. Super crisp. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got that. That's how you make a crispy going. beer. You that throw it in the crisper. It crispy in the boy. Drawer. Yes, right. <laughs> well, guys, we want to talk just some general non-alcoholic beer stats a little bit. We've looked at the numbers. We saw some blog that wrote basically saying 
non-alcoholic beer was a flash in the pan, that nothing was going to happen. And they talked about the statistics and the market share in that. And I don't have it here. I meant to look, but it was something like one and a half percent. Yeah. But that was up like 300%. And when you're talking billions of dollars, even having one and a half percent of that of whatever is still a pretty substantial number. So where do you see the potential for this to go with crap? And I know you don't have a crystal ball of non-alcoholic beers there, but what do you hope for? What potential do you see in the NA market in general? Yeah, and those stats are accurate. It is a small market, but it had been flatlined at under $100 million for over 30 years. And as of the end of last year, it was 230. So it's up 230% in the past two years. And it's up another 30% this year with beer overall down like 5.5%. And it's as much as people talking about seltzer and non-alcoholic beer still growing faster. And craft non-alcoholic beer has grown over 300% the last two years in a row. So there's a lot of beer. People are asking for a lot of it. And I we're not that worried about how big it is now. And yeah, we're not all about volume forecasts and everything like that. And we're not trying to race to grow, but there are big, very big tailwinds of health and wellness behind the category. And okay, um, sure. Yeah, I guess actually I can some visual proof. Of show us, show us on. there. Yeah. I didn't even realize this, but there's there a bunch go. of new 300 barrel tanks we recently put in and that's something we got a lot of construction going on over there. I've got 14 new four and 600 barrel tanks going in right. out here in San Diego soon. So that's it. And you can't see this on the radio. You'll yeah, have you to can. trust us that there are big tanks out there. Quite that large is, tanks. Those are out tanks. there. So, and you said, sorry, bad radio. That's yeah. <laughs> okay. But Bill, you, you're in the West coast brewery. Uh, is that correct? Yep. I'm out West. Uh, John's back East. Okay. And, but we're got some movement there too. That's what I was going to say. So John, I guess I'll ask you about that. You're expanding on the East coast as well. Correct. Yeah, so last Friday, we just officially signed our lease, thankfully, because we had ordered some equipment ahead of time. Okay, yeah. And, <laughs> and the, the arrival date is coming up on us soon. So yeah, we have a incredible new entire facility that we're going to be adding in Connecticut. So we're going to keep our original brewery and then add this new facility in Milford. And it's a 200-barrel brew house, and we'll have 150,000 barrels of capacity at the outset. Wow. So that's bigger on the East Coast than on the West Coast, right? By a little bit? Or is the West Coast keeping the pace with the East Coast plan? We have expanded the West Coast since we took that building over. And so we're going to be about at the same capacity uh, once the Connecticut building is up and running. Is that 300,000 barrels? Is that right? Between the two? 311 if you count the original facility. Wow. That's a lot. Of oh, yeah. Beer, I forgot man. about the original facility. That's, <laughs> That's a lot of non-alcoholic beer, Tim. That's it a, is. A lot it of is. athletic Good people stuff. drinking stuff. some NA beers. Absolutely. Now, an, another cool thing, and I'm, I'm not sure who would know more about this, Bill or John, but we saw just a recent news article about a brew diversity scholarship. Can one of you tell us a little bit about kind of that program and what it does? Yeah, definitely want to give credit where credit's due. This isn't totally an athletic venture either. This came out of New England Brewing. Two Roads and Athletic in Connecticut. So between the three of us, we're funding two scholarships for five years. And Two Roads is doing all the practical stuff and teaching at their facility for the most part, too. But yeah, it's a super cool diversity brewing scholarship program where we all talk about increasing diversity in the brewing industry. Sure. But we want to really start with education and give a very clear on-ramp for new people to come into the industry. And yeah, so we hosted our uh, scholarship recipient a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he's awesome and fired up for the opportunity. 
Yeah. And so this is, this is through Sacred Heart University. Through Sacred Heart. They, they have a brewing program there. Uh, yeah. Is that right? Okay, cool. Well, actually, just, Brian, this is going to be news to you, but I've been speaking to one of our local universities that has a brewing program, and we'll have a future show on getting a beer education, a oh, brewing okay. education. So we'll get that done. But, you know, speaking of this and talking about diversity, we recently had a show where we had a local group of black brewers, the leaders of the brew school, kind of the local community. And I think Atlanta is ahead of the curve on diversity in brewing. We've got a very thriving black beer scene here. A lot of people on the media side, on the brewing side, you know, the consumption side. But, you know, they mentioned that one of the most difficult things for them is just access. Yeah. You know, getting to the, the brewing resources and the business resources. You know, and getting getting to some of that, the knowledge, education, basically, you know, kind of like you guys said, it's just learning this side of things. So sure, very cool of you guys to kind of be, you know, rather than talking about it and saying we need to do it, you know, to do something about it there, help uh, yeah. help the diversity side. Yeah, and we, we also did a collaboration in the recent past with Craft Culture, who's trying to do, you know, they're on a similar okay. mission. right. Yeah, awesome stuff, man. And speaking of collaborations, you also have one, a Closer by the Mile, which is a charitable collab. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. John, do you want to talk about the beer first? Yeah. So yeah. the beer was uh, designed, it was, it was just kind of a really aggressive East meets West hazy IPA, but it's a special cryo hop that Yakima Chief made to just really kind of overpower the palate, if you will. But we found a way to balance it really nicely. And uh, it's just a delicious, fresh, crisp, super fruity, hazy IPA. On yeah. that note, I guess a question on the brewing. Do you find it more of a challenge to get things balanced without the alcohol in there, John? Are there any unique challenges other than the non-alcoholic part to brewing a non-alcoholic beer compared to uh, its alcoholic counterpart? It is challenging, but I think most of the challenges come from, you know, the food safety end of it. You know, we've got a super talented team and we're always trying new things on our pilot systems and tasting together. So we're really good at like finding balance together and expressing the characters of, of the ingredients. I think the most challenging part is in the, the food safety element. Have you found any any styles so far yet that are have been elusive in trying to nail? Like we're, we're really close, but we're not quite there with NA beers. Because I know you've got stouts. I've seen ambers. I've seen IPAs. And I'm like, well, I don't know what else there is, but maybe there's some other the lambic Qu- quads and lambics, maybe a little I, unblended yeah. NA lambic out there. Saison. These are all kind of in the in the research pile. Um, sure. If we haven't tried them already, you know, in San Diego right now, we've got some some beer in a barrel. You know, we're constantly trying new things, uh, playing with wood and other stuff. So never say never. NABA. NABA. Is that yeah. what we're talking about here? B-A-N-A. Yeah. I'm wondering if the, the uh, barrel then character. Then bananas in there. <laughs> B-A-N-A-N-A. Yeah. Isn't that a song? I think it is. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if the uh, possibly the wood character yeah, that extracted from the barrel. Now, if it's not alcoholic, though, would it be extracting the same kind of wood character? That's a good question because isn't the alcohol itself kind of key to pulling out character? I don't think so. I think it's just liquid exchange Just liquid exchange. Am I correct there, guys? Is Does the alcohol play any part on what is extracted from the barrel i think sometimes it's easier because the alcohol can act as a solvent uh, okay to like help carry yeah, the yeah. like the vanillin character through but uh, gotcha we're gonna do our best to extract it without it yeah because with food safety you guys don't have the benefit of abvs there to help out right you got the hops which i know have some some benefit there but uh 
extra precautions because there's can't just make it 12 percent and throw it in a can yeah, you Brian. got the hops you got the acidity of the beer and then you've got the alcohol to help keep it clean and safe so you lose one of those you really open up the playing field to all kinds of fun critters messing up the format there yeah huh? exactly good stuff well we got a little bit more to talk about we're gonna have to take a break here very soon but uh i think when we come back we're gonna dive into some of the cool experimental brews and stuff that you've done some of the actual beers that are available at uh, athletic so gonna be a good time Diving into that, Brian. Indeed, indeed. Yes, you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take another break, but we'll be back very soon with more from Athletic Brewing Company. Brian and Tim, the Beer Guys, if you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta-area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. Patio season is here, and the nest in Kennesaw, Georgia, has plenty of outdoor space for you to enjoy a cold beer and some tasty barbecue. They've got 48 taps of great beer, wine, cider, and even hard seltzers, plus an impressive craft cocktail list, so there's something for everyone. If you're ready for some friendly competition, head over every Tuesday for trivia, or relax and take in the local talent with live music every Wednesday and Sunday. Enjoy the great weather while you can. Grab your friends and head to the nest in Kennesaw, Georgia. The Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Cannibal! Cannibal coming. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Patrons get cool perks like Beer Guys swag and commercial-free episodes. Now let's get back to non-alcoholic beers with Athletic Brewing Company. Well, John, as we went to break, we didn't quite get a chance to finish. We were talking about your Closer by the Mile collaboration. I think we talked about the beer, uh, but it's a charitable collab. You want to tell us a bit about that? It's one of the, if not the biggest, cancer-fighting fundraisers in the country. Correct me if I'm wrong there, Bill, but um, it takes place in Massachusetts. It's a huge bike ride, and it benefits the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Very cool, man. I yeah. love see, seeing beer awesome. doing good stuff. That's right. Chris, so cool. you're, you're on board with that, right? Man, am I ever. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, guys, we want to talk to you about your beer. And, Bill, distribution-wise, I know that, again, as we've talked over the years, you've stretched out more and more and more. You ran into a few roadblocks in distribution. At one point, you could order their beers online and have yes. them shipped to Georgia when we first started talking to them. Well, Georgia said, no, these are in the same group, basically – as alcoholic beers and could not be shipped, correct? Yeah, Georgia's in a handful of states that treats non-alcoholic yeah. beers, full-strength beer. So it took us a while, but we did sign on with Savannah Distributing very nice. recently. Good yeah, stuff. now we're available everywhere around the state. So we're super excited to finally be down there. I've been seeing you around be more. And we do have places here, like Total Wine is good. About, yeah. They've got a large NA section there. It's a so. surprisingly big one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so it's, it's pretty it's good cool to see that out there. And so are, are there any states you're not into yet? How long before you take over the world, Bill? <laughs> We've got about 15 states left uh, okay. to fill out, fill out the country. Yep. But good we're stuff. available yeah, on e-commerce in almost all states. 
Are you available internationally? Have you started getting into those markets? Because I know there's some markets out there that are huge for non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, so Europe, for example, is 30 times the size of the U.S. non-alcoholic beer market. Yeah. And wow. Yeah, so we've started. We're live in Australia, Canada, the U.K., and we're going to be going country by country in Europe in the second half of this year. We are sponsoring. We're the official non-alcoholic beer of Ironman worldwide, so we are at the finish line awesome. of all those races. Wow, that's awesome. Even, even if we're not selling beer there yet. I did see a picture of a giant inflatable run wild, I think, that was near a finish line. Awesome. So I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. They're with the that Iron, is, that Iron is Man. That is pretty yeah. cool. Good stuff. Quick question. Out of those 15 states, is there one specific state that you like really want to get into? Yeah, a lot of great beer states. Georgia was a huge one to knock off. Minnesota is a great beer state. Utah is a really outdoorsy culture. And like, just tons of people asking for it in Utah. Yeah. yeah. Give, them more, give them Mormons their non-alcoholic exactly. beverages, right? And they're kind of used to lower ABVs in general because for a yeah, long time yeah. they had a different cap than everybody else in the country. So, yeah. Yeah. In those states where there's just like healthy outdoors, like all seasons up in like Park City, Salt Lake City, people are out and about everywhere. So those kind of places our beer sells really well. I could get that. When I went, I have a good friend that lives just outside of Salt Lake City, and I went out there, and they called them granola guys and granola girls. You know, the the kind of hippie outdoorsy. Everything's outdoorsy. Let's hike. Let's yeah, and because it's gorgeous to be outside. Out sure. There. Oh yeah. So good stuff. Well, guys, let's talk some about your beers, John. Pilot program beers. You guys have launched a lot of uh, one-offs or experimental new beers this year, right? Yeah, we have. We have a. Uh... An extremely creative team, and we are fortunate enough to have the the facilities that allow us to really play as much as we want. So, I mean, I think that we've released on e-commerce this year alone, we're somewhere in the 43 to 45 different uh, limiteds already. That's impressive. How many of them have lasted longer than an hour before selling out? They all go pretty quick, but we did catch wind that it was disappointing to a whole lot of people when we kept running out. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Making more? Yeah, we've done a better job at making more. So gotcha. More people okay. So two hours, I, Tim. Two, two hours. hours. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Bill used to feel all of the feedback. So <laughs> the feedback. we wanted to cut that down. Yeah. Like you said, most of the emails are nice, right, Bill? Most. Not all. Most, right? <laughs> yeah. We used yeah. to release beers, and they would sell out in 30 seconds, and then the phone would ring for six hours. And, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Well, I know one of the first ones I tried to get, I think it was a fruited Goza. And I'm like, okay, I've got to try that. You know, I, I really want to try it in a, you know, fruited Goza. And seriously, by the time I got the email, clicked on the link to go to the site, it was gone. You know, so. <laughs> it's like Black Tuesday. It's back it in is, the day. man. Yeah. It is. You know, you know. The opposite a, extreme. Instead of 20% alcohol, right. it's less than 0.5. I don't get, Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't get mad about that stuff anymore because I know how the beer business goes and that. But, uh. Good that you're selling out like that. So yeah, that's, that's that awesome. happened to me yesterday. One of my favorite yeah. beers every year is our Blackberry Berliner Weiss that we released yesterday, and we're going to release again in two weeks. And like, I saw it and I logged in, and I missed it, and so I hit John <laughs> and I was like, John, I don't want to bother the e-commerce team, but like, do you mind sending me a twelve pack? <laughs> so, so. Been yeah. there, Bill. I've been there, man. I know the feeling. I was going to yeah. ask what the most recent one. So the Blackberry Berliner is the most recent. What was the one before that? Probably the Raspberry Goza right before that. I think. Yeah, sounds awesome. Cool stuff, okay. man. Yeah, it's good. And is are these part of your fruit stand series? Because I know you've got a couple series that you do now, right? Yeah, so we've got the fruit stand series. We do a single hop series. We did a play on the single hop, which was called Two Trellises. So uh, we showcased two together. And then past that, we're just kind of opening the doors for the brewing teams to either collaborate or just come up with individual recipes. 
we released a mango nata. That was our spicy Sabro mango IPA that was a collaboration between two folks on both coasts. You know, speaking of collaborations and that, Bill, I'll be honest. When we first started talking about non-alcoholic beer, each NA brewer that we talked to seemed to be very protected of themselves. And it didn't seem to be quite as collaborative, maybe, as the boozy side. Like, they wanted to protect their processes. Protecting the turf, yeah. And what they were doing. How's the NABR community going now, a couple years later? Is there more collaboration, intermingling? Are there gang wars? What's happening out there? (laughs) Who has the trident? (laughs) Yeah. I think there's a lot of collaboration. So it's tough from a lot of reasons. There's a ton of collaboration on the food safety side. Like, John and I are picking up the phone pretty much every week, talking to brewers, getting going on the NA side, and just sharing what we've learned about food safety and quality and, like, trying to educate on that side of things because it really is the hardest part of everything. On the production side, it is tough. Like everyone makes their non-alcoholic beer seemingly a different way. And there are technologies that you can kind of plug and play and use too. It is tough after we've put in so much research and development and investment into our process to like fully open the door on that. But um, we are generally fans of having better beer out there because like the biggest risk to the category is either having people go to the shelf and grab a beer that's not good and then never go back to the shelf again. Sure. Or uh, even worse, like someone who has a sensitive condition is a recovering alcoholic or pregnant or something, and they grab a beer and it's not food safe or something. That's the nightmare scenario, too. So we're definitely trying to share a lot of those learnings. That's cool, man. You mentioned uh, recovering alcoholics, and that's something kind of close to our mission. We're developing a program right now for grants for folks that are either suffering mental health conditions or dependency issues. Dependency issues, yeah. And do you guys get a lot of that? Do you have a lot of feedback from folks that are saying, thank you so much, this really helps, I am a recovering alcoholic, and this is something that I can get behind? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there are 15 million Americans with alcohol use disorder, and that's only documented. So there's probably far more. And while we don't specifically market to recovering alcoholics because we try to frame everything in a positive aspirational way of course um and not have that be something that's like anonymous and so we do want to be accessible and we know people will find us on quality alone but yeah i think that's one of the places we have our biggest impact is people who are formerly shut out of social situations mm-hmm. relaxing with a beer and watching a ball game things like that we're welcoming them back into the beer world and those occasions and everything and anyone who's comfortable with the taste and smells of beer and stuff, of course. That's a beautiful thing right there. I have to ask before we run out of time about this 50 Hop IPA. Okay, I do need do to it. hear about do this. It. Please tell me about 50 Hop IPA. This was Jim's baby. So Jim is one of our, he's a labor in Connecticut. And uh, he was like, oh, well, you know, let's just try throwing all of the hops in one beer. And so <laughs> we're like, all right, this is your thing. And so he, he literally bought like homebrew size packs of 50 different hops and loaded them up into a really like balanced pale ale. And what yielded was a really actually delicious and approachable sessionable pale ale. So that was Jim's fun. Incredibly <laughs> difficult to reproduce, but are expensive to reproduce. So 50 like, different yes. hops. <laughs> what hops are in this? He pulls up a stool. <laughs> How much time like, you got, All right, bud? All right. Take Pull a up seat. a website, see this scroll, <laughs> scroll, a beer, scroll. Right, like titles on there. So, John, Bill, thanks so much for joining us and sharing about Athletic Brewing. Congrats on the success over the years. We've really enjoyed following that along. If people want to learn more about Athletic Brewing, where is the best place for them to go? Just athleticbrewing.com. Everything's on the website there. and yeah, Easy enough. And I'm assuming yeah, you're thanks. on all the socials out there, right? Yep. Good yeah, stuff. just that athletic brewing. So cool. Yeah, thank you guys so much. We really appreciate Absolutely. all the support over the years and 
people like you lending voice to what we're doing helps tackle all those barriers to perceptions of the category. So good thank stuff, you man. so much. Absolutely. Yeah, we're just having fun. Yeah, good it's times, awesome. man. Good times. Christopher Glenn, Bottle Share. TheBottleShare.org, correct? TheBottleShare.org. And you're on the Facebooks and the Instagrams Absolutely. as well, right? Absolutely, BottleShare official. Good deal. Check them out. Yeah. Check out their mission. It is good stuff. Awesome, yeah. guys. Well, Thank that so much, about man. wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Join us next week as we talk to Wandering Soul Beer Company. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Cheers.